Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue, and this is Sewing on Drugs. <laughs> your phone is on. I okay, hear that. while mom gets up and turns her phone off. I'll just let you know that tonight's podcast is brought to you by the three separate trips into the store from our home that is out in the country and uh, some wine and some oh, painkillers. And, th- and, and, and through um, uh, highway construction. We yes. can't even go the way we usually I'll, go. You know, I know I complain <laughs> about long intros with podcasts, but I've had a lot of time to think about this. So let me tell you a story, Mom. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I get home from the store today. It's Friday. We close at 2. And I forgot the microphones. Right. Okay. So I use the uh, reality of having forgotten the microphones to justify a trip back into the shop to, or into the into town right. to get Indian food. I understand I was like, I'll, I'll get. I heard that. Oh. I knew I'll that I'll go part. get the mic. Okay. Right. So then I come back with the Indian food. And no mics. And no mics. I had the baby <laughs> with me, though. And the baby, she got back home. She got so back she was, home. She's That's here. Good. Yeah, okay. So we eat we eat the food. But get this. I didn't realize. Okay, hold on. Okay, so we, we feed the baby. She loves the Indian food. We put her to bed. And we sing, or we uh, we read Five Little Monkeys. Again. Okay, To and so yes. I'm the doctor. And I'm like, right. no more monkeys jumping on the, the bed. bed. for all. Okay, so all five monkeys hit their head. They go to bed. And the end of the book ends, thank goodness, said the mama, now I can go to sleep. So we close the door, and then I'm, like, joking with Derek, and I'm like, thank goodness, says the mama. And he goes, yeah, now she can go record some podcasts. And I'm like, oh, no, she I can't. forgot the mics. <laughs> so I go in to get the mics, right? And I had forgotten to pick up a trailer tire at the tire store next door. So <gasps> I, I, get, get I got it. You didn't get that either. I yeah. got it. I got okay. it. And I got yeah. the mics. I'm like, score. Right. Great. Come up here, get the mics up here, get the computer out, my five billion notebooks that are behind me. Um, and I, <laughs> and I, um, I realized that I don't have a computer charger to record the podcast. And the construction, the most efficient way to the shop is closed. The second most efficient way to the shop is closed. <laughs> and the third most efficient way to the shop is open, but very clogged with traffic. So this has been, because you know, it's Friday night. So on number three, you know, yeah, I finally, I finally get the the charger. But I've gone like all these trying to find the most efficient route, 
The sun's glaring so, in my face. What, uh, however this podcast turns out, it's worth its weight in gold. And so I right? texted mom on the way home, and I said, almost home, need Coke. And she said, done. And I was like, okay. That's Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. everyone. That's one of our drugs. But I decided to just walk in and pour myself a glass of wine as well. So I am drinking that. And I often, I enjoy drinking wine and then having a Coke. That's something that I like. Oh, really? And doing a podcast (laughs) also at the same time. All right. Well, that's about a three and a half minute intro, Mm -hmm. and that's not bad. We are today continuing our series on garment sewing skills. And we've covered our favorite method of cutting and uh, the supplies you should get for that. And we have covered reading a pattern envelope or selecting a pattern like a pdf pattern or something like that and today we're going to talk about measuring and sometimes we like to overcomplicate things but we're not going to do that today you know i might add something up and this is about cutting so i'm going backwards a little bit but in talking to the daughter that is a fax teacher we were talking about cutting and everything and she said would I want to use rotary cutters? And I said, ooh, in your classroom, uh, <laughs> sixth, seventh, and eighth Great, graders, yeah. whatever they may be, you might want to use a rotary cutter, but I don't think I'd let them have one. I mean, they really truly can slice a finger off. A pair of scissors usually doesn't. And maybe not in the class of sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Right. That's 20 kids Right, large. right, right. So, you know, any any teachers. Good disclaimer. Sewing, <laughs> right, anybody out there who's thinking about it, Think about it. Well, okay, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's really yeah, good, no, because because I just thought, wow, they could really slice each other. They're you know, I mean, you know, at that age with those hormones, they're not paying attention. Yeah, all the I did time. have a girl throw scissors and um in a fax class. Oh, did you? I yeah, didn't know that. I, I wasn't there, but you know, Linda was my teacher. And oh yeah, she told yeah. me about it. Okay, yeah. so uh, measuring um measurement measuring shouldn't be too um, dangerous. You know, well, gosh, could those be, measuring tapes. But no. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so measuring, I think that something we were discussing right before the podcast is how measurements can have different names. That, yes, they or or yes. the same name and be yes. different measurements, right? That's true too. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. So let's talk talk about the three most common measurements that we as women uh, take and look at on pattern envelopes. And that's bust, waist, and hips. Absolutely. Okay. So what's how do you take your perfect bust measurement, Mom? Well, all of these measurements, bust, waist, and hips, should be absolutely parallel to the floor, which means the measuring tape should be parallel to the floor. So when you go around your bust and the what we will call the apex of your bosoms? No, they just say nipples on the Great British Sewing Bee. Do they? She goes, she's like, Hallelujah. Goes, she goes, it goes right across the nipples. It, the, right. Oh, you know, no, 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 wait. What she says is, the bust measurement, it's right across the nipples, so that's the fullest part, and then the host goes, oh, you haven't seen mine, love. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> anyway, okay. So Doesn't full. account for those side bosoms. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the floppy disk or yeah. whatever. <laughs> anyway. It, it should go across the peaks of, you know, the Grand Tetons or whatever you want to call them, right? <laughs> Grand Tetons. And in the back, you should be able to look in the mirror and that, that you know, the back of the measuring tape should be at the, exactly the same height as your nipples. Sure. Just don't want it to slope around. Right. You, you, you aren't taking an elliptical type measurement, right? Nope. You're, you're <laughs> taking, you know, a true cross-section 
of sort the bus. Of, of the bust, yes. And I guess a little disclaimer, and you told them last time to come with their best bra on. Hope, mm-hmm. hope you're wearing your best bra to listen to this podcast. Um, the bra that you'd wear under your clothes most often, or that yes. you would wear under this garment. Right. So let's pretend like, you know, when you go, when you hear about going to a wedding dress fitting or something, they say wear your undergarments. Same thing when you're going to fit yourself. Right. You know, wear what you're going to wear. So if this is like a no bra top, you know. Yeah, well, you can wear those. <laughs> And if this is a this is a sports bra top, wear your sports bra. And if this because you could make a workout top, you know, you could make right lots of different things. Except I have an underwire in my workout bra. Well, no, that's right. I know, I know. Yeah, but I do have shirts that uh, since I I'm back to I'm back to being small chested. <laughs> I have shirts that uh, Mallory's been deflated. I've been deflated. There's uh, some shirts where if I wear a different bra, like they fit either better right. or worse, just the structure of the bra. And I buy tops or make tops or, you know, make dresses that I know will go over my bra. Yeah, your bra. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Yeah. I, li- I have bra-friendly clothes. Yeah. Uh, how about waist uh, moving down? Okay, so waist. Um, to find your natural waist, where most people do not know that it exists, is you are going to tilt to the side like I'm a little teapot, right? Yep. Either side. You can be a left-handed or right-handed teapot. I don't care. But where you bend is your natural waist. And ideally, most of the time when you're measuring, you will you should put a piece of elastic around your waist or a ribbon or something like that. We have, you know, pieces of elastic that we have just tied so that that can be used as a reference point. That's a really good idea. Actually, sometimes you'll even use that as a reference point for your hips. Yeah. Some people will. So anyway, um, again, parallel to the floor, the front, you know, when you're measuring in the front, it should be the same height as in the back. And when you're taking the me- these measurements, bust and waist, they're what I would call semi-snug measurements. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't want it loose. And another thing I do, it, like when I'm making my chest measurement, is I inhale. Yeah. So I get the biggest measurement. Agreed. Well, right. you, you want to be able to breathe in your clothes, right? Right. Yeah. So when I take my waist measurement, I probably do stand, make sure I'm standing up fairly straight. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. You know, you don't really want to slouch. You shouldn't be slouching at all. Don't slouch. You should not slouch. But, you know. But tying You're that standing piece, up fairly straight. Yeah, and tying that piece of elastic mm-hmm. around your waist, um, it's something you can do, like, just before you even get right. started measuring, right. you know. Absolutely. Uh, but the other thing is, I just, don't be surprised if, if you look in the mirror and you're like, wait, is that my waist? Like, I always thought my waist yeah. was maybe probably lower than Honestly, your waist is up. generally above your navel. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You're, you know... A lot of pants that say they're waist high or something like the manufacturer, your navel may sort of peek out from that. Uh-huh. So don't be surprised, this, you know, j- that the smallest part of your waist is referenced at the My Little Teapot tip. Yeah. So when you when you tip over, I mean, that's where it is. Just stick that piece of elastic there. Right. And most of the time, even if you've got a belly, you know, or you don't think of yourself as like a person with an hourglass figure or something, your waist is your smallest part, you know, a, lo- a lot of now, the time. But sometimes I'm, your smallest part is your underbust measurement. That's, that's true, too. That's right. true, too. But, you know, down there, right. you know, um, that that's your... That's a lot of times your smallest part. Okay, so let's move on to hips. And um, 
Where are one's hips, Mom? Well, there used to be um, a teaching that your hips were nine inches below your natural waist, which is what the waist we just talked about. Now, I don't know that that's true because I myself have a fairly long torso for how tall I am. Yeah. Where you really want to measure is the biggest part of your hips. Yeah. So on me, I'm truly around my bum. I am on my butt cheeks. Right. And I am about eight inches below my waist is my biggest part. I really wish I knew this about myself. I've never measured. Well, I have. All you have to do is measure like six inches, measure Mm -hmm. like eight inches. Now, some people, their legs are actually like if you. Their thighs. Their thighs, right. Like right below, say, your panty line Uh is actually bigger than your waist. So your hip. Your, I'm sorry, your hips, yeah, yeah. it should be bigger than your waist. Yeah. You really look bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> you look kind of like a greyhound. But anyway, um, yes, so right below your panty line, some people have a big thigh there, and that is their largest measurement. So as you said, when you're looking in the mirror, you may have to take that into account, and we may have to, you know, we might have to take this into account when we're looking at a pattern. And so with jeans. Uh, fitting um i had a girl i was measuring her hips and she goes oh those aren't that's not my hips and she pointed to this here her her, is that your iliac crest Uh uh-huh she she's thinking of this as her hip bone you Mm -hmm. know and she's like this this is where my hip is i'm like no honey we're finding your biggest part right i feel like your hip measurement i really want to just edit it on every measurement chart and call it widest butt the big bottom (laughs) yeah the biggest part of your bottom part yes the biggest part of your bottom part I get, you know, when you say hip measurement, I mean, this is a relative term. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Now, when I draft a pattern for someone, I do what I call a high hip measurement and a low hip measurement. So what usually is I take their biggest hip measurement and then somewhere like halfway in between the waist and that measurement, I'll take another measurement. That's a very nice thing to call it. I call that the belly measurement. (laughs) Well, sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. But, um, you know, these things. Now, what the other thing I would suggest, and this won't help you particularly with picking out a pattern, but it may help you with fitting the pattern is I would measure. So I would measure where my biggest part is, my biggest part of my bottom. Uh-huh. And then I would measure from my waist to where I took that measurement. Is it 9 inches? Is it 10 inches? Is it 6 inches? Is it, is it 8? Now, you also might be measuring your belly in this. Yeah. It just depends what part's the biggest. Mm-hmm. If you think about the shape of a dress, you got to get it big enough to go over all that down right. there. Right, Okay? I'm actually kind of slim-hipped compared to my other measurements. Right. But so I, I usually, honestly, it's my least worrisome uh, measurement mm-hmm. generally. Mm-hmm. I have more trouble up top. With the bus, yeah. yeah. Um, so think about just getting it covered. Right. Get it, 
get it covered, get it, I'm thinking of a t-shirt, and I was just fitting someone who is, like, really pear-shaped. Right. Like, um, very small up at the bust. And, and then, they might have small shoulders, too. Yeah, and, and very small uh-huh. shoulders, just real, real thin up there, and then she has a bigger hips, you know, like, and wider, wide thighs, you know. Right. And she always has trouble getting right. her t-shirts to fit. So she buys a size. That'll fit over her hips because if she bought the size that fit over her shoulders, it would stop. Look at her right. belly, like they it would. But get, when she purchases when she purchases that shirt, uh-huh. it looks too big at the top. Yeah, and you know right. this was really amazing. Um, envision envision this, you know, uh, pear shaped, you know, person. And she says to me, "Okay, well, when we draft this, I really don't want it to. Uh, when I raise my arms up, I don't want it to come up and show my belly. Right, you're doing her perfect T-shirt and drafting it together." And I said, this is going to make such a big difference because she bought this bigger shirt, so her armhole was down on her bicep, okay, instead of up in her armpit. And that raises your shirt. Yeah, yeah, no, and I was like, like, check this out, okay? So raise your arm up, and your bicep goes above your armpit. Mm -hmm. And so that's another, like, what is that? That's like three inches of what I'm Mm -hmm. pointing to you, like, right now on on myself. And I said, that's going to raise your shirt up three inches. But if your armhole, if your arm thigh is in your armpit, and that's where your sleeve starts, and you raise your arm up, shouldn't really raise your shirt up, but a little bit. The closer your arm thigh is Uh to... you know, the underarm, the closer fitting, the more movement you have yes, yes. without moving the garment. And that actually, that happened yes. today. And people don't understand that. They think looser is better, and it's not. Carol tried right. on a Sam's Morris blazer. And, like, the uh-huh. area that we were just talking about, this arm, like, elbow. Right. Following that underarm seam down to your side seam, down to right. your waist. We added in space for Sam there. Right. She has a bigger bicep and a bigger bust, okay? So we, like, added in extra ease. And Carol puts it on. She goes, oh, I I need the bigger size. I can't move very well in this. And I said, no, no, no. The arm <laughs> side was too I low. Said, yeah, you don't right. need this pattern alteration. If the arm side was in closer, right. look at how much better you should move. And right. Carol's signature uh, reaction is, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's, <laughs> she's listening to this. Now she knows I think that about it. She goes, oh. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. So anyway, getting accurate measurements and being able to fit the pattern to them uh it makes it makes a big difference absolutely maybe some counterintuitive differences to what you think maybe you think oh just give me the biggest thing possible and it'll fit me well if i buy a pattern according to my bus measurement my problem is it's too big above my bust. right so i'm a fairly small person with a big bust and you know my arms my arms are not as big as yours. Right. I don't know why, because I got them. I got them gone. Sorry. But anyway, um, <laughs> I well, have long, lean okay, muscles. Okay, what's your bust measurement? Right now, I believe it's 39 and a half. Okay, my bust measurement is two inches larger than yours. Right. And I'm in <laughs> kind of an A cup. Right. And mom is a... I'm, I'm wearing an F right now, I okay, think. Okay, so mm-hmm. there you go. All right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and getting your boobs, like, where... You know, I hesitate to say, like, where they belong. I hate to tell someone they have to wear a certain type of bra or something like that. But when we do talk to people about that, like, I when I was fitting this lady with a T-shirt, I know her very well. And I pulled up her bra strap with her permission. That's right. um, And lifted her breast up. And it's usually an inch or two that you're lifting easily. Yeah, and I lifted it up to be less sort of, like, you know, closer to elbow 
height when her arm is down and higher up to like bicep it height. It should actually be halfway between your elbow and, and your, your shoulder. shoulder. The, I, the, the apex or the peak of the... Sure. So yeah. I lifted them up and she goes, oh, well, they droop down. I was like, that's why you got a bra. You mold that's them, right. you know, to wherever they want to <laughs> And, and the older her, you get, the more you can move your breast around. I yeah, guarantee you're you. You're so lucky. You know? Yeah. <laughs> to the left, to the right, over the so, shoulder, so whatever. Putting, putting your boobs kind of in a in a place that is a perkier position. A, a perkier place, but also a place where, you know, kind of the silhouettes that we follow in. Right. Just what, where are well, you? No, We're in America. You know, We're honestly, in the Western world. Well, you know, but it's kind of like, you know, when your eyes are droopy, you look tired. Mm-hmm. When you're. When your boobs are droopy, you will look less energetic and even older sometimes. Well, if we get her in this bra that lifts her bust up a right. little bit and in sleeves that fit her smaller shoulders, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, we we pinched in a T-shirt, which she was wearing, and another employee said, oh, my, you just, you know, it looks like you yeah. just lost five pounds. And I go, right. no, no, no. It looks like you lost 15 pounds. Like, you you just are right. real small up here, you know. Right. Okay, well, I think we're I might, might have gone off in a yeah, tangent there. Yeah, I think there. you've had too much wine. Apologize. We're measuring, but I get. I think where Mallory is kind of coming from this, just uh, you know, and with the uh, also with the fuel of the wine, <laughs> is that Wasn't when that something much. fits, you look better. Whether it's younger, more fit, slimmer, more energetic, whatever, you do look better when it fits better. Instead of wearing something that's or you know the the. You know, your shoulder seams are down somewhere on your biceps. Right. I mean, it looks sloppy, actually. Right. And yeah. I mean, you know, if you're just wanting to look more confident and make clothes that fit you better, right. I think that's good information. So, bust waist hips. All right. I think right now I want to move to possible variables in what measurements can be called. Okay. Okay. I guess I, before oh, you, you do, one well, okay, just one ahead. more thing before you do that. In a lot of the, um, you know, pre-manufactured retail, whatever we want to call them, patterns, a lot of times they will also have petite or just misses sizes. Uh-huh. And that may ask you how tall you are, or it also may ask you your waist, back waist measurement. And your back waist measurement is the base of your neck, okay? And you'll feel a bony process there if you put your hand on it to your waist, and you're going to come up with a number like somewhere between 15 to 20-ishy something. But that that sometimes that is on the pattern. So that will help you at least whether you need a petite or a non-petite. Mm-hmm. Now, with the multi-size patterns now, sometimes it just tells you to fold the pattern up. Right. But anyway, I just kind of, in case when you're going to wind, wind up having to buy petite well, or non-petite. Really and all petite means, by the way, is short. Right. Okay. I am short, but I, and it means short torso. I am short, but I do not have a short torso. I cannot wear petite clothes, mm-hmm. and I'm five foot tall. Right. So, and I weigh about 120 pounds. So, you know, I can't wear a petite. I don't have enough torso room in it. Okay. So let's talk about when you read your pattern envelope, or you look at your pattern instructions. Hopefully, some of the measurements besides bust, waist, and hip that they ask for are clearly defined right because i like to use the example of the neck measurement okay mm-hmm. you think neck measurement and, and maybe you think i'm gonna measure around my neck and that could be true 
okay, that you're going to loop a tape measure around your neck. But when we draft our t-shirt patterns, what we actually do is we drape a ribbon around our neck and we measure across. Okay. It's just the front of the body. When she says drape, it's hanging down the front. Hanging down the front. So the two sides of the ribbon or the chain or whatever we have are hanging open down the front and they're around the back of the neck. Right. So you are measuring the space between those you we're, know, we're measuring neck ends. width. Neck width, right. sure, is what but, that could be called. you'll hear it referred to as neck mm-hmm. size or neck measurement or what. But it's really the neck width. It's where right. your neck, you know, engages to your to your shoulder. Yes. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at right something. Another thing that I think gets thrown around, and I I don't. I don't know if there's like, you know, some kind of standardized um, or some body of standards or something like that is crotch rise and like crotch length. Mm-hmm. They get kind of uh, interchanged a lot, um, like crotch depth, crotch uh-huh. length, all these things, you know. And there's, right. there's one measurement you take where you put the measuring tape at your front waist Go between your legs. Right. Come up to your back waist. So you're riding that measuring tape like it's a like it's your, horse. It's a horse. Yeah. Right. It's, it's in your it's in your crotch, or, or, right? Or we could call it a thong. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. There you go. There you go. And then there's another measurement where you sit like on a hard flat surface in a chair. In a chair with but, your legs bent, but like not in a, a chair. Not a cushy chair. No. You know. So when straight I'm, back chair. When I'm at the shop, I have right. to tell people to sit like on the table. Yeah, a straight you know? back chair. You want your you want your back straight, basically. Yes. And you want to not be cushed down in a cushion. So you sit on some flat surface like that and you put like a yardstick next to your body Uh or a measuring tape against the table and you measure up. And to you, that waist elastic that, that you yes. put on. Yes, you measure up so to your waist. You see, again, we're, refer- we're referencing from the waist ela- uh, tie or elastic that we were talking and about. And I, I, on this measurement chart that we have here that I will put in the show notes, um, it's a, it actually calls uh, that first measurement that we talked about, the thong measurement, waist front to back, which, mm-hmm. you know, is one it's way to put it. It's very descriptive. Yes. And um, the other one, the, the, the other measurement, they call crotch depth. Right. But then there's crotch rise. Mm-hmm. And on some patterns, that covers, like, belly button to, you know, or to the, the front waist mm-hmm. to back waist. And on some patterns they're talking about that and they're just talking from like crotch up to the waist right so you need to look at that and figure out what those people are talking about and you know honestly they should tell you what they're talking about Mm -hmm. when now i'm used to taking measurements a lot for other people so i take an excessive amount of measurements yeah there's like 28. Is that this. mine you're looking at? Uh, I don't know. Is, we'll it make like it a, yours. is it like a show measurement chart? Well, yeah. yeah. We'll make it yours before we publish yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, I mean, I measure people's head. I can tell you about what everybody's head measurement is yeah. these days. You know, yeah. I know what size a person's head is. Um, I measure shoulder to shoulder because uh, I want to know how big that garment needs to be across the back. I measure bust and under bust because that gives me an idea of how busty somebody is Mm -hmm. um apex to apex would be would be nipple to nipple so that i don't have the darts in the wrong place things like now this is getting very very advanced using using those measurements right yeah is getting advanced but But, uh, right then another thing i will take is you know 
the hollow of the neck, which if you, you know, the front of your neck and you'll, you'll feel that little divot right between your collarbones. Uh-huh. And I will measure that from there to waist and then from there to knee and then from there to floor. Mm-hmm. Now, this is if I need somebody's measurements and they're not around. Right. And I have to hem something or know how long to have it or whatever. But, you know, you might be telling somebody or making a dress for a granddaughter or whatever. So those are good measurements to have. I mean, how tall someone is doesn't work. Right. It's from how, you know, from the neck hollow, you'll you'll hear hollow to him hollow or to hollow him, yeah. to floor. You know, hollow to him would be exactly where they want that him to fall. Right, right. Um, and you'll hear that in bridal a lot. Hollow to him, hollow to floor, whatever. So you might hear reference to the those types of measurements. Um, you know, I take wrist measurements on people. Ankle measurements. We've got ankle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, where's your knee to your waist? We talked about that. I'm, I don't, am I leaving well, anything out? No, and I think we got this chart. The other thing that is kind of neat to do, if you're ever drafting for yourself, like following some kind of instructions or something like that, is to wear like a, a black like tank top or a black t-shirt that's very close fitting right you know and like black leggings or something or underwear well well wear leggings so that you yeah. can make chalk marks well that's true on your, yes <laughs> on yourself i used to just draw on the children yeah yeah or you whatever you know right. that that can be helpful you know but um but, you know a leotard or some sort of work workout thing for someone else to measurement Measure you. That's what we do in class. Tell everybody to wear, you know, your workout clothes, your close-fitting tank top, and your, um, you know, leggings, that type of thing. So I think getting an accurate measurement, if we just wanted to over-recap here, big time tape measure is parallel to the floor all the way around the body. Huge, huge thing. If you're in Europe, you're going to use centimeters. (laughs) Use the right side of the tape measure. We didn't mention well, that. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, so I have a daughter that's dyslexic. This is a riot. What did she send to me? It's not me. Well, yeah, it's, it doesn't happen to be Mallory. But she sends me, I think it was a back waist measurement. So I'm making costumes for these little boys. And she sends me this measurement, this kid's, like, neck to waist. And it's something like, you know, 32 or so. I can't, something very bizarre. And I was like, no. This cannot be possible. This just cannot be possible. You know, this child's not this big or whatever. And I I text her back and I said, I think maybe you've used the wrong end of the tape. And she's like, oh, me. And I said, you know, this measurement should be like less than 15 inches. And she goes, oh, you know, I'm, that's what I might have done, you know. But anyway, I got a measurement of like 45 and it should have been 15 right, or something. Right, right, yeah. And what's really hard is if you... You know, the tape measures are six, 60 inches. So if you're measuring around in the 30s. Yeah, you could be off And by, you could get it flipped really right. easy and it doesn't, like, even occur to you that you've got it flipped. Well, and uh, we're used to measuring in inches over here. Right. Right. But I did follow some directions on that metric pattern cutting uh-huh. book. And, I mean, metric is easier to divide, you know, the, you know, me, the decimal okay, system. I love metric. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been known to ask someone their measurements, have someone else measure in actually inches, and then I convert it to metric and work from metric. Yeah. I've been known to do that. It's more precise. So then if you're like, oh, I've got an inch and three-eighths, then I have to divide that, and then all of a sudden you're dividing fractions instead of just, you know, decimal points or something. So, 
Anyway, if you want to flip your tape measure over, do it the right way, but use the centimeter right. side, you know. So, you know, when we get these measurements, what's going to happen is we're going to go buy a pattern. Yeah. And then what you're going to do is you're going to lay that pattern out, and you're going to take that measuring tape, and you need to measure that pattern mm-hmm. and think about the size of that pattern. The other thing that you need to adjust for there is ease. And what ease is, is if if my bust is 39 and a half inches, I do not want the size Pattern piece to be 39 right i don't want you know my finished product to probably be 39 unless it is workout clothes <laughs> right you know i don't want it to i i, I need well, I, I need some ease let me add to you when you measure the pattern piece the seam allowance is in there as well right yeah okay. so you subtract the seam allowance you have to think subtract of all those ease. things yeah um some patterns well, if I'm drafting a pattern, see, I don't have a seam allowance in it till I'm finished. Right. And then I add my seam allowance. Right. So you have to think about all those things. Mm-hmm. But you do want to measure your pattern. Yeah. So that it's not totally bizarre yes. when you cut it out. That you're not cutting out, like, making a huge mistake too small or a huge mistake too big. Or, oh, it, oh look, the bust is comes out to exactly 39 inches. Uh-oh, I have no easement. Right, I have no, right. I have no room to move around. Right. Well, maybe we should uh, perhaps dive into a little bit about pattern adjustment or pattern adjustments that are available in the next step of the podcast. I don't know. I guess we'll uh, see what happens. Um, <laughs> or we can just talk about fabric. Um, anyway, I, I would just like everybody to draft their own patterns, and then we don't have a problem. We'll have to get <laughs> people are going to be like, "Well, he just how?" I know so, everybody's going to want to know how, and we absolutely should come up with that. Yeah, we'll we'll get right on on making that class. Okay, well, this podcast has run a little long. Um, join us for the next part in the series. I think we'll try to wrap this up in another couple of episodes, but. Uh, Thanks once again to Maple Stitch for the prompt for this series, and thank you for listening. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.